New Zealand Secondary Schools Diving has been underway at West Wave in Auckland at the venue for the 1990 Commonwealth Games. Uh, athletes from different schools right around the country competing, uh, also at an intermediate level on the one metre, three metre um, springboard, as well as the platforms, which go up as high as 10 metres. I had lucky enough to do a bit of commentary on this yesterday. Any time I do some commentary, I'd love to sort of gain a greater understanding of sports that I'm not that familiar with. And as you gain a greater understanding, you also gain a greater appreciation. So I just wanted to give this a bit of a spotlight, a bit of a focus. And who better to talk to than a man who's been to three Commonwealth Games, who went to Glasgow back in 2014, the Gold Coast in 2018, Birmingham in 2022, and that is Liam Stone. Afternoon to you, Liam. Welcome. Yeah, good day, Mark. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, uh, let's talk about, were you impressed by the standard of diving that you've seen over the last couple of days? Yeah, well, I mean, certainly for that age group, right? Um, it's exciting to see um, so many competitors as well, which is exciting for the future of the sport. And we had a few of our um, young divers who were at the Junior World Champs last year and, and aiming to be at that same event next year. So, yeah, it is impressive and it's exciting for the future. Yeah, who are those young athletes? Um, oh, gosh, I won't be able to name them all, but there's a few, uh, you know, Riley Oxenham and um, Grace Campbell and um, a couple of the others have sort of finished school now that weren't there. But um, I think we're looking at hopefully having seven or eight athletes at the Junior World Champs next year, sort of those are gunning for it. What's the um, look again? Part of the reason we get you on here is to try and sort of maybe break the sport down for people out there who have seen it but maybe don't truly understand it. Just give us a basic uh, difference between, say, the platform and the springboard. Yeah, well, the main difference is the springboard bounces similar to a trampoline and the platform doesn't. So the platform is a solid surface. Um, at the Olympic level, the platform um, is 10 metres and the springboard is done from three metres high. Okay. Now you can adjust the spring on a springboard and every athlete has the ability to do that prior to diving. Yeah, so we have a fulcrum um, and as you say that adjusts you know, how bouncy it is. So depending on a diver's preference or a diver's um, weight or strength, they'll um, kind of make it more or less bouncy. And sometimes depending on the dive they're doing as well, they might want it um, a bit more bouncy. If it's less bouncy, you know, it's a bit stiffer and you can kind of um, use that to your advantage sometimes. So it just, yeah, depends on preference. Now, in competition, based on age, um, divers can do anywhere from five jumps to eight jumps. What uh, Explain how that works and explain what the expectation is and the difference between those dives. So, yeah, at a junior level, there will be some easier dives and some harder dives among among all those um, groups. At a senior level, they'll all be sort of harder dives. But across the two, what you have to cover is, is all six uh, categories of dives. So the forwards and backwards, we all can kind of understand that. But then there's reverse and inwards. So uh, a reverse rotating dive if you can imagine you're jumping forwards the board's behind you but you're spinning backwards um, and then an inwards is the opposite so you're jumping backwards and you're spinning forwards back towards the board um, and then there's anything with a twist so you'll do you know some rotations and some twists at the same time and then on the platform only there's 
um, a handstand dive. So you, you basically start in a handstand and then do your dive. Mm, that remarkable athleticism. It's quite unbelievable. Then, prior to the competition, the divers have to let the judges know the degree of difficulty involved with each dive. Now, the lower the number, the lower the degree of difficulty. The higher the number, the higher degree of difficulty. Again, talk us through that. And are those dives standardised internationally around the world? Yeah, correct. So they are standardised. So every every dive um, based on a an algorithm is uh, given a degree of difficulty. So, you know, the harder the dive, the higher the degree of difficulty. So you can imagine... If there's um, three and a half somersaults, that would be a higher degree of difficulty than two and a half somersaults. Um, but also taken into consideration is what direction you're doing it in, how high you're doing the dive from, things like that. Um, and so it kind of becomes a bit of bit of a strategic play as to whether or not you want to use a harder dive, um, because in theory you can get more points off it. But obviously it's harder to execute well, so mm. it's kind of that risk reward. Uh, game and so that's you know, what we kind of toss up in training and figure out whether or not it's worth the risk um, or play it safe. So you could have a low degree of difficulty, let's say 1.5, you could score highly in it because it's not a high degree of difficulty or you go with a much higher degree of difficulty, um, score less but based on the scoring system still come out on top. That's right, you could exactly. So, and, and that scoring system, how it works is you've got judges, either five or seven judges, and the highest uh, one or two and the lowest one or two are knocked off and you're left with the middle three scores. So essentially, if you can imagine, a perfect dive would be 30 points. Um, and then that total is multiplied by the degree of difficulty. So, you know, 30 points multiplied by a degree of difficulty of like you said, 1.5 is going to be less than, you know, slightly less than 30 points, say 27 points, but multiplied by 3.5. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Mm. No, it's a good fair system as well. Um, now, in terms of your physiology, height, uh, flexibility, does that, does that play a factor in divers preferring the springboard versus the platform? Yeah, it, it does a bit. Um, and I'm certainly on the sort of taller side of divers. I'm not the tallest, but um, generally the taller divers, uh, the springboard divers, they're generally a little bit heavier. Um, that kind of is used as an advantage to be able to, you know, press the springboard down and um, get as much height out of it as possible. The platform divers, it's a it's a faster movement um, and they're generally a little bit lighter and a little bit shorter. Um, so yeah, there's, there's an element. Um, generally, divers won't specialise too early in their career, but at some stage they will kind of pick whether they're springboard or or platform. Mm. Especially now, as the sport professionalises more and more. Back in the day, um, that wasn't the case as much. But that's not to say that there aren't divers out out there who aren't you know competing in both. Yeah, I mean, ten metres, it's a long way up. Um, how do you teach a ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen year old to throw themselves off a 10-metre platform, um, throw some twists and some somersaults in. I mean, it must be, is it a really, really slow progression? I mean, do you use harnesses? How do you do it? Oh, we just tell them to get up there and <laughs> see how it goes, you know? No. <laughs> um, nah, yeah, I mean, we do, yeah, we use harnesses a lot, so especially when we, you're learning somersaults, um, 
obviously there's a lot of awareness that goes into it, you know, figuring out where in space you are. So the harness is a safe way to do that, you know. Um, we have a bubble system where um, you can imagine a whole lot of bubbles are coming up from the bottom of the pool and that kind of softens the surface of the water in case something goes wrong and the diver does crash. Um, but, you know, the divers are taught the basic techniques from a very young age and it is a slow progression um, and in terms of going up in height, you know, we, we, don't, we won't progress a diver to a higher board until they're ready um, and we'll take into consideration as well strength and um, you know young divers we don't want to be exposing them to, to too much impact at once so we might just you know slowly um, mm. progressively load the system and, and get them up there and of course the, the biggest factor is just the mental factor um, it's it's pretty scary getting up there so sometimes we'll just get kids to just go up there and look off and just start to get comfortable with being at that height um, sort of overcoming that fear of height and um, mm. we can sort of play some mental games and teach them, you know, visualisation and things like that. So there, there is a lot that goes into it and it, it comes more naturally to some than others. Um, but generally, most of them get there in the end. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it's quite remarkable. It's um, And I understand we've got the Red Bull diving coming here shortly. It's going to be at the Viaduct in Auckland. Um, it's yeah. the last round. It's um, first time it's happening here, and I understand they go off twenty-seven meters, almost three times the height of the biggest diving board you see at swimming pools. Unbelievable! Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, and yeah, we're really excited for that. I mean, um, yeah. So it's going to be November eighteenth and nineteenth down at the Viaduct, um, one year quarter. But um, yeah, those those guys are, are remarkable, and they so they'll enter feet first. We enter head first, uh, but they all came through traditional diving, and then eventually have progressed into into the high diving. And yeah, like you say, the the uh, the men are diving from 27 meters, and the women from 21 meters. And I've been up there, I've been off, but I can tell you that that is high. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Absolutely. Now, look, Liam, um, your own, uh, you've still got aspirations of trying to get to the Paris Olympics. You've been to three Commonwealth Games. Uh, you've been to World Championships. You've spent a lot of time away overseas this year. Uh, how are things going for you? And what? how does the next six months look? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it's all sort of full steam ahead at the moment towards Olympic qualification. Um, so we've got, uh, the Oceania champs coming up in Brisbane in December, first week of December, and um, first place we'll get a spot over there, and then we'll all be heading over to the World Champs in February, um, where that'll be the final qualifying event for the world um, to get the Olympic quota spots. So um, we've we've had a bit of time off, and we're back and done our pre-season training, and we're sort of prepping for for those competitions now. Um, and yeah, I mean, th things are going well. Like, I, I had a bit of time away um, from the sport due to injury, and, and then managed to come back and go to Birmingham, like you said earlier. And um, since then, I've just sort of been slowly progressing um, how I'd like to. And I've had a pretty good season this year. I've added a couple of bigger dives to my list, and I'm working on a couple more. And um, just been able to get a lot of valuable competition experience and sort of slowly lift my position in the world so mm. just need to keep doing that and hopefully we'll get a few spots for the Olympics. Yeah, what is the Olympic qualifying criteria? 
So it's a, it's a little bit complex, but in a nutshell, um, at the World Champs, there'll be a, a, a placing top 12 will guarantee you a spot. Um, after that, it sort of goes on a waiting list depending on how many athletes go or don't go, and it's generally roughly about the top 20 mm. in the world will make it. Um, so that's kind of kind of what we, we aim for. Yeah. Look, someone just texting in wanting to know what's the standard of depth of coaching like in this country. Do we have the coaches? Yeah, well, we, we do. I mean, it, it's certainly come a long way, um, particularly in the last five or ten years. We've got a, um, a few international coaches here from Britain, and um, they're doing a great job of developing local coaches as well. So there's a there's a quite an in-depth um, coaches program that goes on now. We've got, you know, level one, level two, and up to level three coaching, which would be your sort of international Olympic-type level coaching. And um, there's actually quite a lot of talent coming through and we've got a lot of young coaches now involved and it's quite exciting to see because obviously we talk all the time about having athletes coming through and having um, athletic talent coming through but probably don't think too much about coaching talent and so that's something that we're very much focused on is is spotting a diver that maybe they're not going to make it to the top level as a diver but they're actually showing some really good coaching talent and we can kind of nurture that and um, give them the the skills and resources we they need to maybe go and have a coaching career and um, so that's something that's that's being uh, looked into and um, and done and, and that's obviously going to help our, our future athletes as well so yeah absolutely Hey Liam, look, just getting back to where we started with the New Zealand Secondary School and Intermediate Championships, I know that there's an overall point system based on the top school. Do we? Do you have that list in front of you, which school in fact did come out on top? I don't have it on front of me, but I can tell you that um, it was Bernie uh, Toto in the end that, that took it out. So they, going into the final event, they were ahead by 50 points over Albany Junior Senior High, who traditionally have won the event quite quite a few times and um, in the in the last event Albany and junior and senior high had some quite good uh, events and they fought their way back just one and a half points shy of um, coming on top so they finished up second and Rangi Toto was was the winners mm, okay. and obviously that's the, the overall school so there's a point system you know you get points mm. based on where you place yeah. Okay, Liam, look, I've got to wrap it up. What's the uh, website for people wanting to find out more information about getting involved in the sport? Yeah, so have a look at divingnewzealand.org.nz and um, that they'll be able to steer you to your local diving club and give you all the information to, to um, have a look. And, of course, we've got our social media as well, Diving New Zealand. Look that up and they'll point you in the right direction. Appreciate it. Liam Stone there at Talking Diving.